It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's going on, lacrosse fans? Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Lax Class for short. It's right here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, and this is Lax Class 239. We're almost to 240. It's Jake Elliott and Santino Farah with you once again as Tino. Welcome back to Lax Class, man. It is, uh, what day is it? It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Um, I got a, I got a night off. I don't know if you're working tonight, but, uh, finally getting some rain here in British Columbia, which we totally need to put out a bunch of fires, but this, uh, podcast is hopefully fire. Welcome back. What's going on? Yeah, not a whole lot. Uh, I do have the night off, which is, uh, pretty sweet because I'm tired as hell. Got out on the golf course last night for uh first round of the year. How'd it go? Just um, golf? Of course not. Ball golf oh, ball or, golf. Yeah, uh, as specify. everyone else just calls it golf please specify <laughs> funny i ran into a guy in, in boco and, and doing the junior game there last week and he says hey man uh listen to your podcast i was like cool he goes i i die every time you say ball golf <laughs> yeah as uh that is the correct response <laughs> um whatever yeah that was my uh, first time out this season just went to cedar ridge so just like a little part three to kind of get a little, uh, little warm-up going my back is definitely upset with me today mm. um as to be expected but Shot pretty good considering it was my first one of the year and I only got out like three times last year. So pretty pleased with how I played. Um, And yeah, it's caused me to be incredibly tired today. So I'm pretty happy to have the night off. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm going to be editing the pod here for the most part, maybe watching a little Stanley Cup action as Vegas with a chance to hoist the cup. We saw the Denver Nuggets do that last night. Um, How about, one Mr. Stanley Cronkey, Tino, who owns the Colorado Mammoth, but also owns the Colorado Avalanche, also owns the Denver Nuggets, also owns the Los Angeles Rams, and I think a, a pretty popular soccer team over there in England as well. The guy in the last 18 months has won it all. What a heater. This guy is on just winning championship and not just like, you know, back to back for the hockey team or whatever. He's won the NBA, the NFL, the NLL, uh, the NHL. Like it, it's unbelievable that one sports organization and one owner could win this amount of championships in, in 18 months as we get off track right off the get go here. But it was, it was like back to back to back almost. It was, it had the chance of being five straight. If the mammoth had got it done that, and then ultimately like the nuggets, they went on to win as well. That would have been five straight championships. (laughs) Unbelievable. It's really that ownership group is, is certainly a dynasty, right? Like we can call that ownership group, a dynasty. Times (laughs) are being had there at uh, Cronky sports and entertainment. No question about it. Uh, You mentioned you're, you're tired as hell. So am I, Tino, like I, I don't know. I I haven't been sleeping the last couple of days very well. And I just happened to talk to our boy Brad today 
And that was one of the first things he said to me. He goes, man, he goes, I haven't been sleeping the last couple of days. I think this trip to, to San Diego's got me. And I was like, man, why didn't I think of that? Like, there's, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things. Like, we're both going for, for 10 days here. And when you, you know, you got pets and families and all the rest of it, you got a lot of stuff to kind of figure out just to pack up and, and take off. So I think that's been kind of adding up to my sleepless nights here the last couple of days. But I cannot wait. We're eight days out from San Diego, California, and the World Championships uh, got the schedule, uh, well, at least for the first four or five days, and, you know, could do them back-to-backs. Team Czechia, I think, is in there, Sweden, the Germans, Puerto Rico. So lots of new uh, names <laughs> and numbers to learn, to say the least, for the, the upcoming World Championships. So I'm looking forward to that, and... Man, you know, I've been doing a little scouting on uh, a little app called UDisc, uh, which is, you know, the the go-to app for all us disc golfers. Kind of scoping out courses down there in SoCal, and oh, it's going to be a tough decision on, on what uh, clubs or discs, so to speak, on, on what to bring down there, because I can't, like, pack the full gamut, so i got to be selective here. But, man, am I some kind of excited to try some of these courses out down in San Diego. I can't decide if I think that you're more excited about the worlds <laughs> or about these disc golf oh, courses that you're be. eyeballing. Yeah. Well, I think it's probably 50-50, if, uh, <laughs> if I'm being, being honest with you. So we'll look forward to all that. And, and with that being said, uh, we are going next week will be our, a regular kind of show. And then the following week, the start time and the release date may fluctuate here a little bit, but Brad and I are going to be down in San Diego. You're going to be back here in Vancouver. We're going to try and piece together a podcast from San Diego and probably, you know, go askew, give a world's update, that sort of thing, and then we'll be able to recap it all the following week when, when we're back home. But Brad and I, and, and you're going to kind of piece this together. We're going to have a show from San Diego, and we're going to focus on the world's not next week, but the following week after that. So look forward to that. Should be a fun program. And this will be a fun program as well, Tino, as uh, we got, we're starting our new format here. We're going to three periods and we're starting a new little feature called Convo with the Captain as we're going to kind of focus our attention on the WLA and major series lacrosse, the two leagues that come together at the end of the summer and battle for the Man Cup. And most of you classmates will kind of know all this stuff already, the history and all that sort of stuff. But we literally get new listeners every single week. And a lot of them come from south of the border or maybe some provinces that aren't as familiar with these leagues as others. So we want to do a little teaching, a little education, and try and keep it entertaining at the same time. So we're going to go around and talk, try and talk to the captain of every single senior A team here in Ontario and British Columbia. We're going to start with the Burnaby Lakers this week. And a guy that I've never really kind of had an extended conversation with. I've watched him play a lot of games, announced a lot of games that he's played in, but never talked to him. Um, so Burnaby Lakers, Laszlo Henning, who... Came from Alberta, the, the Mountaineers program, but now I believe resides here in BC and, and works here and all the rest of it. And I'm looking forward to this this convo here with Laszlo Henning coming up in period two. I'll probably screw that up a number of times here this episode going from quarters to periods. But period two, Laszlo Henning. We'll look forward to that. And then in – see, I just did it right there, Tim. Period <laughs> number three, we'll bring back Lax Class Locks. And we're bringing back – 
quick sticks as well as we'll kind of surf around a little bit. We don't want to like spend time on every single league, but if there's a noteworthy story or, you know, an update from a league that uh, we need to hit on, we'll cover that off in quick sticks in period number three. Here in period number one, we still got our Stampede Stallions of the Week and the the triumphant return of Lax Class report cards. So we'll hand in our report cards here in the first period as well. But um, anything else on your mind here, Tino? Uh, how are the Berards doing? Uh, how's work going? Uh, how are the kidney stones doing? Kidney stones are still, uh, still there. Still haven't passed them, unfortunately. The pain, for the most part, is... Uh is gone i'm just expecting but i'm i'm done with all of my all like the meds mm. so now it's, it's because they haven't exited my body while i was on the meds now when they eventually do it's going to be like twice as painful as what it Ugh. could have been if the timeline matched up good enough and it didn't it makes so me sweat um, just thinking of that right now yeah so i'm really excited can't wait to get these little things out of me oh, when's that <laughs> do you know like the, is there a I mean, is this no like idea. A, a you know what? Or... Okay. I was just complaining about this over the weekend because that night that I was in the hospital, the doctor there, super nice guy. Like he was, and, and he was like straight up with me. He was like, yeah, this is going to be really painful just so you know when it, they do happen. Um, but he was like, they'll pass in a few days. Say like, great. Okay. So the next day I called like the nurse hotline or whatever, just cause I, I wanted like a clearer answer. <laughs> I was like, uh, like what's the timeline here? Um, like when should I be going back to the hospital if they haven't exited my body yet? And he's like, Oh, I, uh, they take up to six weeks to pass. Oh my God. Like, oh, okay, cool. So then the next day after that, I called my uncle who's had them a zillion times. And I was like, what's your kind of timeline? And he's like, Oh, I always pass them in about two weeks. Like, so can random. somebody give me just like a concrete <laughs> timeline here because i'm dying to get these things yeah. gone all right well uh keep me posted senior c update uh that'll be that you know give me that right now and then we can move on don't sound so excited well, about that, uh yeah the uh we just had a brutal schedule we just played four games in seven days uh <laughs> which is just unreal uh one three out of the four which is pretty good okay um, we're back in action, uh, well, this weekend against North shore. Where are you sitting in the standings? I think we're like middle of the pack. You we're like a fourth place, fourth place team right now. No, I don't, pay. we're a playoff team. Okay. Uh, and then, and then what is the, the big, is it, is it the Alcan cup still? Is that the, yeah, the Alcan cup, uh, you're, we've won that one time. The uh, so looking to have, haven't had it in our grasp in a few years, but we're looking to get it back. Okay. Anything else before we get into it here? Let's get into it. All right. It's once again <laughs> time for Lax Class Report Cards. Settle down, class. Today is Report Card Day. Today is Report Card Day. It's Report Card Day. Report cards. Throw some D's on. Lax class report cards are back, Tino, <laughs> and uh, they are brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. I also saw Kevin Michael Winkler out there at the junior game as uh, Poco and Langley were playing. And uh, entertaining game. Finished in a tie, which, uh, you know, I hate. But uh, we, we can discuss that at a, another time here, quite frankly. But St- Stampede Tack. 
you know the deal with these guys by now. Kevin just said, you know, like, I haven't sent you anything for a while. Like, our business never changes. We got the same stuff we've had for the last 25 years. And I always tell people, like, why go to a certain store to get one thing when you can go to one store and get many things? And there's such a wide variety of products and brand names and and what have you at Stampy Tack and Western Wear. And I guarantee you, you walk in there, you're not walking out empty-handed. Test me on this. They're out there at the corner of Highway 10 and 180th. They've been there since 1966. And they got a website as well. You can use that because shopping online is still shopping local. And as we know, supporting local is ever so important. So stampede.ca is where you go to shop locally online. Report cards, Tino. Uh, I'm going to let you go first here. Uh, what are you going to do, man? Are you going to keep it positive? Are you going to throw an F out right at... Uh, just don't throw your D out here right on the first episode. Evan did that one time. It did not go well. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give me give me an A, give me an F, give me a C plus. What do you got for report cards this week? Uh I mean everyone knows I like to keep it negative, but I'm not going with an F yet. Uh I'm gonna go with a C minus, and it's only because this is kind of a, a recycled topic that we've talked about before, but because we're in the midst of of junior lacrosse season, it's fresh on my mind. Maple Ridge needs a junior A team. Mm. And again, people are probably gonna roll their eyes because they're like, oh my god, here we go again. But being in the thick of the junior a season it's like okay i was having this thought the the other day where um i was trying to explain to somebody like who the top teams in the in the junior a rankings are these days kind of thing and before i gave them my real answer i was like could you you could probably guess before i even tell you like could you guess and he was like uh victoria i was like yep he said coquitlam i was like yep and he's like, uh, some random team, like, uh, I'll say like new West. That's kind of what his answer was. I was like, ah, oh, new West is kind of struggling right now. They're trying to come back. But generally speaking, it's the same cast of characters that are dominating this league out here in the West every single year. Coquitlam is always unreal. Victoria is always unreal this year. I think Poco is playing like Poco is a developing team here. They're huge playing jump, right. Huge, huge jump. jump, like way bigger than anybody was anticipating. Um, and I think they're on track to continue with each passing season. The to, Rochester to take step. Nighthawks of BC Junior Lacrosse. There you go. With no disrespect to any of these teams, just I guess I'm I'm just looking for some more competitiveness spread out throughout the league. And I look at it in the case of there are so many contributing and talented young players that go through the junior ranks that come out of Maple Ridge and they get dispersed amongst the other teams because there's no hometown team for them to play for. And then there's even the trickle down effect that goes into the junior B tier one league where again, you have Coquitlam just steamrolling everybody and Victoria on the Island steamrolling everybody. And then the Maple Ridge team, I mean, just to be completely honest is bad. And if they had, if there was a junior A team, there would be this trickle down effect where the the tier one team would be significantly better yeah. because now the players that are like fringe junior A guys could use some development down in the tier one league, could be playing for their hometown team and then work up to get called up to their hometown team still in junior A. I just want the junior A league to be, I just want there to be some more parity. 
And as a Maple Ridge guy, uh, the city of Maple Ridge has been fighting for a junior A team since I was in well, intermediate. Tino, I you know I got I'm gonna stop you there. And and you're right. Uh, it's not necessarily the city of of Maple Ridge that has been fighting. Yeah, for a okay, team. that was phrased poorly. It's it's a couple of different ownership groups that have been pushing it. One is the the owner of the Senior Berards, and I believe Dave Balick before him um, made an effort. And and when that effort was made, I don't think the the proper procedures or, or channels were quite followed. The application process, if you will, was followed to properly apply for a team and. I think if there is, and and like I know this from talking with other board members in junior, that the concern is for them adding another team is going to water down their league as far as trying to compete for a Minto Cup back east where it's very, very difficult to try and win. Like it just doesn't happen very often for teams from BC and it's never happened for Alberta, but so there's some pushback there, right? They don't want to, they don't, but you're right. Like there is an entire team like of guys spread out between all the teams in the BC Junior League that could make up a Junior A team in Maple Ridge. And the reason for that is, is guys that I grew up playing against, Tino, the, the Rob Williams and the Chris Gills and the, the list goes on. They don't live in New West or Coquitlam or Burnaby anymore. They live out in Maple Ridge. And that's where their kids are growing up and starting to play lacrosse. And the minor organization in in Ridge is absolutely booming. So it's got to happen sooner or later. And and whether it's a contraction of another team or a relocation to do that, I think it's it's got to happen at some point. But the only issue there in Maple Ridge, and I know the senior team plays out of it, but man, oh man, does that city ever need a new arena? Like it, that, I got a little love for Cam Neely and the atmosphere and the the quirkiness and all the rest of it. But I mean, let's not kid ourselves here, Tino. It's the worst arena in, in the league. Um, and it's not even, second place isn't even close. So I don't know why the it's taken so long, like for that city to figure it out that they need to get a, a, a new arena built and there's don't tell me there's not land to do it out there in maple ridge so um i'm down with the c minus here i would also like to see maple ridge get themselves a junior a team however that needs to happen but it's a it's a very complicated process and i I believe the application window only opens every two years so you know there's some stuff in the the i don't know what league agreement where they can only apply um, every couple of years. So, you know, I think it's been done fairly recently. Probably it's going to be need to be done again. And I don't know. I think you just got to keep banging on the door to to make it happen. But the, the talent level and the player pool is definitely there in Maple Ridge to uh, be able to support a junior A team. No question about it. I, well, now that you went negative, I was... I was kind of going to do that too. Like I was thinking about giving uh, BC fairies like a D minus for taking away the buffet uh, for all the lacrosse teams that make, you know, the trip over every weekend back and forth. And like that, that part of the, the road trip, you know, kind of all being together as a team, having a big meal and like BC fairies just took that away. Never mind the soft serve ice cream that, that Delbs likes to have at the, the concession. Wow, see you later to any BC Ferry sponsorship. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. 
So, but I'm not going to do that. I am, uh, I'm going to give a B plus. I'll go positive here, Santino. And I'm going to give a B plus to a couple of guys that you'll know, uh, I'll know very well. One is, is Jim Els for the Jim Way rankings uh, each and every week for the WLA. And I don't know if you know the history behind the Jim Way rankings or not, Tino, but... I got the history of it last year. Yeah, there was a time when somebody at the BCLA office, no names mentioned, he's not there anymore, at least you know he's a he now, um, used to do these rankings sponsored by Subway. Essentially, this individual, I think, would just, you know, look on the website and look at the standings and go, oh, okay, this team's number one, this team's number two. Didn't really give it any rationale or thought or consideration on maybe some variables or intangibles and just kind of so Jim decided to take it upon himself that he like he wasn't going to accept that and started doing his own rankings <laughs> started calling them the Jim way rankings instead of the subway rankings um, but now Jimmer has got like a committee together and uh, they deliberate over this and then they'll post them up each Monday, I believe. And then the Jim way rankings will come out each and every week, which, which I love to see. And, and the other guy I want to kind of give this B plus to here for our first report card is, is Adam Levy, who we saw what, what he did during the NLL season, you know, with his tweets and his stats and his, and his engagement on social media, well, he's carried that over into the summer here. He's he's focusing on Junior A and Senior A, both in Ontario and BC, and I'm sure he'll mix in some Alberta in there as well. I just feel like the more people we have engaged and in, in covering our sport and these leagues, the better off we are for it. And uh, the Borelli nominee, the finalist, uh, Adam Levy, and, and Jim Way of the Jim Way rankings – Get my B-plus report card this week. Yeah, I love that. Uh, both guys have, have gained like a bit of a following here in the in the world of lacrosse Twitter. And, uh, I mean, Jim is like, I, I don't know him at all. I've never met him one time, but like low-key, hilarious guy to follow on Twitter as well. Um, and Speaking in, in, of just let me <laughs> cut you off for a second. Because he just, he is, you're right about that. Another guy that's super funny. I don't know if you saw this or not. Logan Shuss on on Twitter. <laughs> Del Bianco, <laughs> he tweets at can't remember it was like Courier or Wes or something. It says, "Hey, like, uh, how does the guy go about getting sponsored uh, by Warrior? I'm not really looking for any money or anything. I just need myself a new pair of white gloves." And do you see this? Logan Shuss replies, "Hey, Delbs, why don't you try?" www.warrior.com slash get off your wallet. <laughs> oh my God. I almost lost my mind. Like, what a tweet. Uh, what a tweet from Logie. All right. Oh back, to Jimmer, back to Jimmer. Back to Jimmer. Well, I was, I was going to actually say about uh, Adam. Um, I think it's awesome. He's been doing like everybody's seen uh, Adam's like long form tweets in uh, that he would do relating to different storylines in the NLL for coming up games and, and stat lines and stuff that some people may not be thinking about. He's carried that over to the WLA and as well into uh, the MSL as well. So I think it's on, like, I really like the B plus. I think it's incredible that we have two guys here that have gained a following in lacrosse Twitter that are, actively giving out information to people that you know like if you're if you're looking to get get into any of these leagues 
Like those should be two of the first guys that you should be following. I might even throw an honorable mention to Uncle Winty, whoever whoever that is. So I don't know if you follow that Patreon either, Tino. So there you go. Uh, Lax class report cards are back. Tino hands out a C minus. I hand out a B plus, and uh, we'll just kind of keep our ears to the to the ground here, and uh, we'll be handing out report cards the rest of the summer. We'll also be handing out our Stampede Stallion of the Week, Tino. And it's time, brother. Let's head for the stables. Nay. 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 Stampede knee knee. I almost forgot knee. <laughs> that horse was speaking at the beginning. Nay, nay. Hey, uh, wait. At, at the time of recording, like I can't yeah. currently hear the sound bite. Oh. Are all the the user submitted horse noises still in there? Or are we yeah. starting fresh? No, no. We're, we're going to carry this until next year's uh, week one of of who you oh got. My God. Yeah. <laughs> so they're stay, they're there for for summer. Uh, enjoy all your horse noises. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, well, yeah, we're going to keep that for, for the entire summer. And then, uh, we'll start from scratch next year for, uh, who you got 2024. That's a long way off in the distance, but we got to pick stallions for this week, Tino. Uh, of course the Stampede Stallions of the Week brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear. Boots, belts, buckles, hats, jeans, you name it. Uh, they got the Blundstones. They got the Work Hogs. They got the CSA approved boots, cowboy boots, motorcycle boots, a whole huge wall of boots at Stampede Tack. Head out there to Cloverdale or head online to stampede.ca and get yourself a new pair of boots. Uh, Patches never fully addressed the stallion from last week. You know, but I got a good feeling he he picked mine. Just didn't want to hurt your feelings, so I'm going to let you go first <laughs> once again here for your uh, stallion of the week, please. Uh, I accept going first. I reject the fact that uh, you won, but anyways, uh, we can debate that later. Okay. One Josh Mills. Oh man, of the Poco Saints, who you were front and center for this game yeah. on Friday night. I had just gotten home. Uh, from doing my game over in Coquitlam, just down the highway there. So I was tuned into the stream, BC Sports TV there to watch the last last bit of the third period. Mm. Thought that Poco was was going to run out of time. They end up tying the game, go to overtime. First of all, uh, I mean, this is a whole other debate, but uh, a tie game, ridiculous. Well, that's almost where I was. If I was also going to go negative, it's, well, I don't want that. Anyways, Josh Mills. This guy has been nursing an ankle injury for weeks. I, I've like, obviously I've called a bunch of their games this year. Like this isn't a new injury. He's been dealing with this for a while. And I know he's playing with like a bionic ankle, essentially when you, when you realize how much tape there is trying to hold that thing together, but he just continues to put up points for this team. And he's only, I think he's only a second year junior, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I mean, last year even was, a was a, key contributing player for this team as a rookie taking a bunch of their face-offs this year he's taken another step 
Um, I don't know what the dynamic is in there in the locker room, but he certainly seems to be one of the leaders on the floor on the offensive side of things. And he comes up with such a clutch goal with how much time was left when he tied the game at the end of overtime. 2.9, I think, on the clock. And to add to it, like you mentioned that ankle injury, like he went down in the game. He missed about a half a period before he made his return to that game. And you could tell he was running a little wonky on his leg. And um, But they just they don't have a whole lot of scoring outside shooting on on their left side and and he gutted his way back into that game and then steps up when it mattered most but you're right the tie like I saw Kermilowski there he was obviously watching Cody play for the Thunder and uh, you know I was walking in he's like he's like what's up with the tie and I was like like, I don't know Kurt like I don't make the rules he's like tie suck and I was like yeah you're you're right about that so uh, I think they do it in senior B too and I just don't get it like have a freaking shootout or something like get it over with give somebody two points and somebody zero points ties suck just just something sudden death like yeah. anything the game's gonna end make it three on three, three on three sudden death it's over um, in five minutes but just to wrap up the thought josh mills he's clearly playing through something right now he's consistently putting up points he's taking the vast majority of their face-offs i think he's i think he's at 50 percent on the draw right now uh, I mean, also the league leader in penalty minutes, which, which I know he's going to really? be fired up about. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he no, agitates some it. guys out there, Tiana. He's got, he must have a pretty sharp tongue to get under the guy's <laughs> skin the way he does. I just think uh, he's having a really impressive season. Uh, and if, if assuming that Poco is able to make their way into the postseason, um, I mean, look to him. He's going to be one of the, the key contributing factors on that team. It's funny you say that and that you named Josh your your stallion of the week. He sent me a DM just uh, the other day, you know, and and said, "Oh, I'll see you in Maple Ridge." And I said, uh, "I said, oh, are you uh, are you getting the call up tonight?" And he goes, "No, no, I wish." Uh, he goes, "But I, you know, I said, oh, I think it's going to come sooner than later." And he goes, "I hope so." He goes, "I hope my stallion of the week's coming too." <laughs> and there you go. Santino beat me to it. Josh Mills, your your stallion of the week, and I gave uh, I gave Joshy some consideration. I will go to the senior leap though, Tino, and give it to. It's gonna make Dow a cap. I'm gonna give it to Zach Mans of the Nanaimo Timbermen, who are sitting six games, mind you, two more than than any other team or the the other top teams, I should say, sitting at four and two, first place in the WLA. Zach Mans, the leading point getter. I think he's second in goals, third in assists, 29 points for Zach Manns, and has his team Timberman in first place right now in the WLA. I think this is a pretty easy decision for me here. Jake Dunbar leading the league in goals, but Burnaby just with one win on the season so far, so kind of hard to to do that. But uh, Zach Manns looked like a pretty easy decision for me. And uh, Timberman, shout out to the Timberman. Zach Manns is going into the stable this week. Going to make this uh, this Nanaimo Victoria rivalry uh, heat up even more mm. if uh, Zach Mans can continue to to uh, contribute like this. Yeah, I'm fired up to see Nanaimo having success. I think they were. I mean, speaking of a team that's kind of uh, you know like continuing to progress, like we were talking about with Poco and the juniors. Like Nanaimo was a team last year that I think caught a lot of teams by surprise. I think I even said last episode, or maybe it was the one before that. Like Nanaimo would be like a pretty good sleeper pick to put some money down on. Um, and yeah, I mean, they've played the most games out of everybody so far, but you can only play the cards that are in front of you. They're sitting in first place right now. 
I just wanted to get to a quick story here. There was a tournament out in, in Pitt Meadows, and I think the Vancouver Warriors were out there. The rainstorm, something like that. And I just, you know, I, I got a buddy here, Stan Cognito, who coaches one of his young girls out here. And I honestly, I could give the stallion of the week to this entire team. I just want to read his Facebook post because it just, you know, I, I've, I've become more attached to girls lacrosse with, you know, the when I started with Dayton Danny and her daughters played and I just, you know, I never really kind of thought about her or gave it a whole lot of consideration before, but now I really kind of think about it quite a bit and how, you know, I want the, the playing fields to be level for these guys when it comes to floor time and how they're treated and all, you know, how all these things kind of work with tournaments and everything. And I, so anyways, long story short, I just, I just want to read this, so bear with me. Half of these girls have been out for a few years or have never played lacrosse before. The amount of courage it takes for an 11 or a 12-year-old girl to try something new and challenging is astounding. They've had their asses handed to them by superior teams throughout the season going 0-20 up to today. From early season blowouts to 20-plus to nothing, to closing the score gap within 10 to winning periods while excruciating hard times, they never quit. It's been tough, but gradually with some trust in coaches, hard work, and dedication, they got their first win at a tournament today. A 2-1 defensive burn burner full of grit and determination on both sides. It also happened to be the bronze medal game and one of the players' birthdays. There was nary a dry eye in the arena. This is why I love this game so much. One of the most rewarding lacrosse moments I've ever been a part of. Well done, girls, and thank you so, so much. So that's the coach of, of this 11, 12-year-old girls team from Maple Ridge that won himself a bronze medal at the Rainmaker Tour. And I don't know, like, well, how you feel after hearing something like that, Tino, but, like, what a what a kind of a story and a season for these young girls to, to win their last game of their season and to win a bronze medal after getting blown out by 20 goals, never winning a game in 20 games. Pretty cool story. That uh, that gave me chills. I, I fully understand that uh, the the idea that they're not being a dry eye in that arena. There's man, like there's just something about. Uh, I feel like everybody that that gets into coaching for the first time, there's there's always like uh, like a, a eureka moment like that at some point during your first year of coaching, where you you have this moment where I, whether it's just something gets through to the kids or or there's a big team win or or something you connect with a player something like that that just gets you hooked and man i i miss coaching so much shout out to that team that's uh that's an incredible yeah, story i cannot wait to uh get back on the bench in halifax and, and coach these young indigenous boys at the north american games uh, i am so so looking forward to this it's gonna be a long trip to halifax but i you know the experience that will come for for both myself and and all these boys and athletes at these games uh, is going to be one that i'm i'm positive i'm going to remember for the rest of my life and and the coaching is going to be one small part of it but man it's been a while since i've kind of manned a bench and and got back to coaching competitive lacrosse so i'm excited for that but that's a a fantastic story there from Stan and his girls out there in Maple Ridge. Well done, ladies, on your your bronze medal. All right, Tino, big period one is now over, which means we're heading to the middle stanza where we will talk to the captain of the Burnaby Lakers. Convo with the captain, Laszlo Henning, is coming up on the other side. Stick with us here and stay classified. 
Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. This is Brad McCulley and you're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified. Lax Class here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network as we move into period number two, which is brought to you by Rycor Construction and uh, also brought to you by Associated Labels and Packaging, which you just heard right there. Labels, packages, they're the best in the business. AssociatedLP.com and, of course, Rycor Construction where they make it stand out. Check out their website at rycorconstruction.ca or check out their social media on Facebook and Instagram where you can see how they make it stand out. Interior, exterior, renovations, kitchens, bathrooms, decks, you name it, they do it and they make it stand out when they do. Uh, This guy was standing out Sunday night in Maple Ridge as his Burnaby Lakers got their first win of the season as we kick off our brand new series here. Convo with the captain as we welcome the captain of the Burnaby Lakers, Laszlo Henning to Lax Class. Uh, First time we've had to have a chat here, Laszlo. Welcome to Lax Class and thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Super excited. We're super excited to have you, man, and uh, I'm assuming you are pretty super excited to get your first win of the season over those Maple Ridge Berards, and it was a pretty convincing win as two, Lazo. You dropped your, your opener against those guys in week one, so that had to feel pretty good getting getting over on Maple Ridge in their bar. Yeah, I mean, it's a WLA, so it's tough to get a win no matter what. And, uh, you know, we thought we put up two pretty good performances against Maple Ridge the first game and then uh, Nanaimo the second game. And we just have to learn how to close out. We finally uh, accomplished that. So it was a good team win. And I think the boys are pretty happy about it. So is this uh, is this something you see your guys team like building some momentum on? And, and with that in mind as well, like what would you consider as the captain of the team? Like what would you consider the identity of the Lakers this year? Oh yeah. It's been a, it's been a process, right? The last couple of years have been, you know, you always think, think you want to win games, win games, win games. You got to get there somehow. Um, you know, guys kept trickling in late to kind of build up the roster and, you know, on Sunday night, I think we put together a pretty good uh, roster of 18 guys that all, you know, have experience playing high level lacrosse and, uh, you know, it was fun to play with, you know, a solid group of guys that were just ready to go after it and do anything to get the win. Yeah. I mean, you get, you got Eccleston back, you get Connor Watson back, you get Bo Hunter back in the lineup, you get McKay on the, on the back end and, with uh, Moffitt coming in as well, Laszlo, and, and with all these additions into the lineup, you go from playing an offensive role to playing out of the back eight there on Sunday night, and looks like you've made that, that transition pretty seamlessly. Is that something you've had to do? Like, I'm trying to remember back, like, when you first broke in with the Lakers, I think you're a back eight guy, weren't you? Yeah, so I actually played offense my whole life i've uh, never played a shift of defense coming up going into my senior <laughs> senior lacrosse career um and then just the addition of these guys you know moff's a great guy I played with him in calgary for a long time and uh you know they just asked me hey you want to play some defense you know maybe get some looks that way and i said i'll do whatever you want <laughs> let's just win a game so and and how are you feeling back there then for for a guy that's never played 
defense or a shift of defense. I mean, you didn't look out of place back there. And then at the end of the day, man, like, I think a lot of playing defense is, is just a will and, and a desire to do it. And uh, you've obviously got that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I like to be a little uh, a little physical and use my speed to my advantage. And being on the DN kind of gives you the best of both worlds, you know. Um, and I have the green light to run up the floor. So pick up the ball and run it as fast as I can is, you know, Todd's kind of giving me instructions that, hey, do whatever you want up there. Be responsible. So. <laughs> Not many coaches say that to a guy. Just do whatever you want out there. That's uh, No coach ever said that to me. I can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, I know Todd's been. Oh, go ahead. Um, oh, sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just gonna. I wanted to ask you about, um, like, in in as part of the cast of characters there that Jake was mentioning. I can't believe you didn't mention this guy, uh, Jumbo Jacob Dunbar, mm. the first overall pick. Well, he's been there all year. That's why I was talking For about the sure. guys that just came into the lineup. Guy's a rookie in the league, and he's currently leading right now in uh, leading the league in goals. Uh, aside from the impact that he's made statistically, what have you liked from him uh, joining joining your guys' team in his rookie year? Well, he's got a special talent. Like lacrosse, you got to put the ball in the net, and that guy just has that talent to do it. Um, you can see it. He's got 16 goals so far, right? Like shoots the ball like a, you know, kind of reminds me of a Robert Church almost. Mm. But, you know, he's a great guy in the locker room. He's a great guy to have on the bus. You know, he's smiling on his face all the time. Brings a lot of energy, and, you know, he has that pedigree of, hey, I'm going to score some goals. So you guys, you know, let's get some wins. <laughs> well, yeah, I think he's got uh, like 16 goals, but just one assist, Laszlo. So uh, not a whole lot of a lot of passing going on there. But I guess if you're putting <laughs> it into the back of the net, and, and I actually really like the comparison between him and Robert Church, and that kind of leads me back a little bit. Um, you know, when, when you joined the Lakers – it was a, a different looking team and you've kind of seen this evolution and the turnover and, and let's call it a rebuild, if you will, of this Burnaby organization where when you came into the league, you had the likes of, of church and Eli and, and Dane Stevens and, and some of these guys that have been around the WLA a long, long time and high level elite players. And now, you know, you're one of the older guys and it's a very young club there in, in Burnaby and, you know, I made the comment on the broadcast on Sunday night, like for both you and, and for Maple Ridge, if you can kind of keep this nucleus together and let these guys grow together for three, four or five years, you're going to have something special there in Burnaby. Yeah. You know, looking back at 2019 was my first year with the team. So I was still in university. Um, you know, I came in from Alberta, lived with a bunch of the guys in a house and then you kind of just get thrown right into it and you show up to the locker room, you see Robert Church there and you're like, wow, I've seen that guy play on TV. And then you have a guy like Dane Stevens, who was the captain for a long time. And, you know, he's, you know, he wants to choose to love to be there and he'd always fire the guys up and it was just great to be around it. And then, you know, unfortunately the COVID happened, it kind of took two years away from pretty much everybody. And yeah. that kind of, uh disbanded the team almost and uh you know you're coming back in 2020 and you know new cast of characters new faces you have to kind of start over from the rebuild kevin hill has always been you know a great guy and he's kind of tells it straight he's like hey we're gonna we're building up here so we're gonna be here for four years five years so you know slowly improvements and build a core of guys that want to be there and you know build an organization from the ground up almost so it's kind of a good opportunity to start uh, something new well let me ask you this because you know I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you here Laszlo when you were named the captain I was kind of taken back a little bit that not that I like I like I, we've never had a conversation so I don't know what you're like off the floor I don't know what you're like in the in the locker room I see what you do on the floor and it, it had nothing to do with that but I just thought 
Like this is an interesting selection to me to hand the C to a to an Alberta guy now playing in Burnaby. But now like you've kind of made your life here, like you're working here, you're living here, and and you've made yourself into a BC guy. But tell me how the the process worked, how you became to be the captain of the Lakers. Was it a, a roster decision, a management decision, a coaching decision? And was it something that you wanted to do or were asked to do? It was a it was, it was interesting. So last year, um, start of the season, it was kind of, you know, we didn't have any older guys. I was relatively the oldest guy. I was going to go into my second year since those COVID years took two away from everybody. Um, and then it was at the start of the season. They're like, somebody needs to wear the A for, you know, going up to the reps and stuff. And somebody said, Hey, Lazo, why don't you do it? So they just threw it on my Jersey. Um, and then I was kind of, you know, slowly taking up the role in the locker room, you know, trying to get everybody organized and, try to create a culture, you know, hanging out with guys that you want to be around. And, um, you know, I think it was one game specifically, we went to Victoria, you know, we traveled with 13 guys maybe, and we had like four or five call-ups that never played a junior A game in their life. And they're up there playing senior A. And, uh, you know, I just had a lot of emotion and I was like, Hey, if we want to be here, we got to be here. Right. We want to play lacrosse. We got to play lacrosse. And, um, you know, Kevin was just like, that's what we need. We want somebody that wants to be there. Um, you know, is not there for, you know, the glam or anything. I'm there to play lacrosse because I like the guys and I like to play lacrosse. So was that something then, that was in your DNA prior though? Like, have you had any leadership experience either, you know, back uh, with the Mounties or even at, at Queens? Uh, yeah, with the Mounties, you know, my fifth year, I was the oldest guy on the team, you know, 21 year old. So I, you know, had a leadership role, but it was more so, um, you know, I was kind of one of those quiet guys that go out and play. Then, you know, I get to let your emotions take over in the game and you get excited and stuff and kind of more of that kind of player. Um, and not really a, you know, locker room guy, you know, not a big hype guy, but uh, yeah, it was kind of just put on me and, um, you know, you got to grow into the role. So it's big shoes to fill and, you know, slowly but surely I came back this year and they asked me to do the same thing again. So, you know, I enjoy it and, uh, you know, it's something that you can always learn on. So it's fun. Uh, it, it's become kind of a common occurrence now in, in the weeks leading up to every regular season in the past couple of years that uh, the Langley Thunder have signed some new all-star player and they've turned themselves into even more of a super team. I want to know what that's like from your perspective as somebody that's supposed to be or that is a leader for this Lakers team and a motivator. Like, what's that like for you as someone that's trying to get your team fired up and ready to go when you know if you guys want to make any kind of run, you're going to have to go through this super team. And every year, the super team just gets another superhero added to their roster, whether that's like behind the bench or on the floor or whatever it may be. What's that like for you as like a motivational, motivational leader on this team to see that happening every year? Oh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it's something. And then um, at the end of the day, you're still playing the cross. So you have all these young guys on the team and it's their first game. And we go to Langley and they have the Dobie, the Dixons, the church, the Miloski behind the net, the Skiglianos in net. And then all you can say to them is like, oh, every day they wake up and put their pants on just like us, fellas. Like they have to drive <laughs> to the rink too. Like they're eating apples before games, getting a little nervous and uh, you enjoy it because, you know, not a lot of times you get the opportunity to play against the best of the best. And, you know, the WLA is kind of known for that. You know, you make a super team and, you know, this year, you know, you look at New West, you know, they kind of have a super team if you want to label it like that. You look at, you know, Victoria has always had a strong roster and you got to compete. And unless they want to, you know, take out some teams, like every team's going to have different level of skill and 
you show up every day and play lacrosse. It's the funnest thing in the world. So. Here with Laszlo Henning, captain of the Burnaby Lakers, and, and we talked about Jake Dunbar, and I, I think another bright spot has, has got to be the, the young goaltender in, in Keegan Melanchuk, who's kind of put himself into to the starting role, but maybe a, a couple other guys on this team, Laszlo, that are maybe flying under the radar a little bit, maybe a little unsung in, in your locker room, or you know, maybe a couple of new guys to, to the to the roster like Ben Stewart or um whoever. Maybe there's a couple of guys that, that have been cast offs as well that have, have joined you guys that have started to flourish as well. So maybe just you know spotlight a guy on the back end or up front that, that you've been really surprised with and, and pleased with uh, since joining Burnaby. Yeah, uh, the one guy that sticks out to me is Gordon Gordy Phillips. Yeah. Like, got I've a letter on his jersey now, time. right? Yeah. yeah, and he's a you know he's you know, he's a guy that wants to be there and he wants to play high level lacrosse and he's done it in his past and now he has the opportunity to kind of take on a you know more of a leadership role. You know, he's going to be playing penalty kills, taking every face off. I've just been really impressed with him. The mentality he brings, like, just play lacrosse, like show up and work really hard, and it's kind of rubs off on all the other guys. Another guy on the back end that flies underneath the radar, it's, you know, another Calgary boy, Brendan Lutweiler. Mm. Um, you know, he's probably the fastest guy in the league, and he, you know, puts his body on the line. He doesn't say anything about it. You know, you'll never hear him complaining. He'll just do it, and he'll do it every single game. He's a guy that you want on your team, so I'm happy that he's uh, still sticking around. I love this, this, like, it's very clear that you have a mindset of like, just go play lacrosse. Like we're, we're here to do this job. Just go out there and have fun. I love that mindset. Um, after coming from a captain, um, this, this is the last question for me. I don't know how many more you have Jake, but, um, I like to ask guys why they wear the number that they do. Mm. Um, so is there any significant reason that you've chosen the number eight? Like, is that the number that you grew up with or is there any story behind it? Uh, yeah, no, no story for number eight. Usually we're number six. Um, and then when I was picked up by the Lakers in 2019, I just kind of had it and, uh, my brother decided to sponsor my Jersey. So kind of stuck with eight and kept his sponsor on the whole time. And uh, <laughs> didn't want to get the yeah. sewing kit out for a second time. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm trying to think of past Lakers that have worn number six and nobody's really coming to mind. So you mentioned you're at the office right now, Laszlo, and, and you've, you know, transplanted from, from Alberta here to BC. So let the people behind the curtain, a little bit of, of the life outside of lacrosse for Laszlo Henny. What do you do for a living, uh, do you have a family, girlfriend, wife, any kids, pets? Uh, what do you do away from from lacrosse when you're not working? Yeah, so um, I was originally born in Burnaby, and then my parents moved back to Alberta when I was super young. So I grew up in Calgary. Um, and then after my schooling, I came back to uh, Burnaby. Kind What'd of you take at school? This. What'd you take at school? I did elementary education okay. at school. Nice. So I so I did a couple of uh, semesters of kind of teaching and teacher assistant, and uh, it just never stuck with me. So I kind of transitioned into um, a sales job. So I'm working with a company called Imagine Wireless. So we do corporate telecommunication stuff. So from phones to wireline to all kind of services, you know, fleet tracking and everything in between. So it's been something that I've really enjoyed and I have a good team around me. I was going to say, that's office. a left turn, man. Like going from an <laughs> educator to a salesperson. On, that's, a, that's a left turn at Albuquerque. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you, there's advantages, disadvantages of both, but, you know, the flexibility of it and the support you get around, it's like, yeah, hey, I have a lacrosse game. They're like, oh, you go play it. Yeah, like, nice. No, That's <laughs> half the battle, man. That's half the battle. And, then, and then what about your personal life? Uh, what's going on there? 
Uh, so I have a girlfriend. Um, she's living with me in Burnaby. Um, she's a German lady. So we're in the process of doing our visa applications and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we're in the midst of it. And uh, yeah, just living kind of right beside the house that my parents had when I was a kid. Not far so, out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just working out, work and uh, enjoying soccer. She's a soccer player. So I'm at the pitch almost every Friday night. All right. I like how you said pitch. You were a bit of a swimmer. I I saw uh, back in your day as well. Yeah, I was a swimmer. Uh, You know, both my brothers are water polo players. So my dad kind of, dad was a swimmer growing up too. And, um, you know, I swam until I was about 15 or 16 and then uh, started focusing on the cross and my brother sticked with it and they decided to get physical and play water polo. You (laughs) ever play water polo, Tino? No, I've seen it before. And oh it looks my god! Like it is so violent. It is violent <laughs> and ex- like I'm. It might be one of the most exhausting sports you can play. Am I? Am I bang on with that? Oh yeah, I I went for a practice and like, do you know how they're like, oh, just do fifty passes, and I'm like at the bottom of the pool drowning. Yeah. They're like, okay, you can just do twenty five. <laughs> Not the sport for me, uh, Laszlo. This was uh, a lot of fun to to kind of run you down here and have a conversation with you. I've been. You know, calling games while watching you play for a number of years here, but we've never had a chance to talk. So I'm glad we got a chance to do that. Yeah, the C on your on your jersey, on your Laker jersey, looks good, man. I think you're doing a great job and uh, continued success here with the Lakers, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, thanks for letting me shout out some of the boys. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and for all you others that didn't get a shout out, play better. <laughs> all right, Lasso. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. There he is, uh, captain of the Burnaby Lakers, number one off the books. And uh, I think we got to jump to the east next week, Tino, and uh, stick with the bees and probably try and run down the captain of the Brampton Excelsiors next week. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I, I love this. Going through every captain, this is going to be uh, some unreal chats. I'm excited. Yeah, that was a good one right there with Laszlo. And uh, like I said, man, like I – I didn't, I didn't really know Laszlo and I, you know, I'd seen him play in junior a little bit, but you know, he's really kind of made a, a nice little career for himself in Burnaby and now thrust himself into a leadership role. And it sounded like it kind of happened organically too, right? Like it, it was like, he just kind of stood up in the locker room one day and kind of took the bull by the horns and the management and coaching staff realized it. And they said, Hey, here is our captain now. And I think that's some, that's an easy thing for guys to rally around as well. Like when, when there's somebody who, um, and I mean, again, like this is my first conversation with him as well. Like when there's somebody that's very like, Hey guys, like we're here to do, like, this is our job right now. We're playing lacrosse. Like everyone, let's just go to work. Like this is an incredible job to have. Let's just play lacrosse. That's a very easy guy to rally around. And I think if, if a core can be built around that, this team can have a lot of success in the not so distant future. Yeah. They're not far off. They just got to keep them all together there in the swamp. Uh, I should probably have the schedule up, but I think Burnaby is at home to Langley this Friday, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm racking my brain right off the top there. So great conversation with Laszlo. Convo with the captain is uh, first one's in the books, and uh, I think we're on to something here, man. Let's take a break here after period number two. One more period to go. The third's coming up. Lax class locks and quick sticks returns. Keep it right here on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. I'm Cam Holding, and you're listening to Lax Class. Welcome back to Lax Class. We're into period number three, which means no more breaks here on the podcast. And I know everybody likes that. So do we. I mentioned last week that I guaranteed 
the new news from Mitch Jones will be dropping here on the podcast this week. And Jonesy clutched up like he uh, always does and got me uh, all the details or details, as some people like to say, about uh, his new career move here. Check this out. You know, it's time for some exciting news. I'm not going to. I got a lot of info here. Like he, he might have gone a little overboard. I'm not going to lie to you. So I may break it up a little bit. But let's let's begin with this. Wax Class sponsor Mitch Jones has partnered up with Stonehouse Realty. They are uh, proud sponsors of the Salmon Bellies as well. So you can see where the relationship is going here. Bellies, Jones, Realty, Stonehouse Realty. It just all works together. So whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor, expanding your portfolio. I wonder what that's like. Or a homeowner ready to sell Mitch Jones Real Estate powered by Stonehouse has the expertise to guide you towards success. Mitch Jones Real Estate, we understand that buying a home is one of life's most significant decisions. That's why Mitch is committed to providing exceptional service along the way that's tailored to your unique needs. But it's not just about buying. If you're looking to sell your property, Mitch Jones Real Estate Marketing Strategies will ensure maximum exposure, attracting qualified buyers, and securing the best possible price for your home. And that's just the beginning here for Mitch Jones and Stonehouse Realty. Congratulations to Mitch. I know he's super pumped about this. We're pumped to have Mitch on board And like I always say, have a place to sell, need a place to buy. Mitch Jones, powered by Stonehouse, is your guy. Uh, We are into period three, Tino, and it's time for Lax Class Locks. It's locked. Has it ever, ever sounded so good? I just, I was thinking about maybe I'd just like keep that going as an underlay for for the next uh, five, ten minutes here. Just play the money. Uh, The drought is finally over, classmates. You're welcome. As we finally cashed a parlay here. And uh, we're going to try to make it two weeks in a row here, courtesy of the good folks at Cool Bet Canada. I was all confused yesterday, Tino. I, you know, I hopped on Coolbet and I was kind of searching around a little bit, looking at the exclusives and stuff, uh, which are super cool. A, a nice USC one came in over the weekend. I don't think Pat was too happy about that because I think a lot of people probably made a lot of money on that. <laughs> Plus twenty one hundred, as uh, all the Canadian fighters won their matches at UFC in Vancouver. So I was kind of looking around the exclusives and stuff, and all of a sudden I see Lacrosse Classified Parlay up there, and I was like. Well, how is this even possible? We haven't even put together a parlay yet. Who's putting together parlays and advertising under lax class for me? Well, it was those guys over at OTCB, and they just put the wrong header over over the parlay. And I was like, I looked at it, I'm like, well, you know, I kind of like, I don't, I don't hate this parlay, but like, I. <laughs> but then I looked at it, and the thing is like plus two sixty. 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, like, come on here. Like, what are we doing? Like, anybody can win a plus 260 bet, those cowards over there. So we're not, I mean, that's that's child's play here. We want to win some actual dough when we hit the parlay. So, Tino, you know, and I know, I love my over-unders. Like, essentially, it's a 50-50 proposition here, especially when you're getting even odds for either one of them. And uh, I always say, nobody's got time to, to play the under. Like, let's let's hammer the over here. And we're just going three overs, straight up, WLA style. And this is simple. Over on everything, Adnax and Thunder, 21 and a half. Thunder and Lakers, 20 and a half. And Sam and Belly's Adnax, 20 and a half. All going over. That adds up to a tasty 650. And you put 20 down on that puppy, you're getting 150 jumbo backs coming back your way for just a simple three-game over parlay. Like, I don't think it gets any better than this. I'm thinking we're going two weeks in a row here. So not only is this the first win in a while, which is huge, when was the last time that there was two in a row? I don't know if it's ever happened to you. I don't know if it's oh. I don't know if it's ever happened. Let's make some history this yeah, week. Let's do it, man. <laughs> let's do it. So hop on coolbet.com, sign up if you haven't done that yet. And before you deposit any money into into your bank account for Coolbet, use the bonus code Lax Class. It's one word, simple, Lax Class. And what that'll do, it is uh Coolbet will Match your first-time deposit up to $200. I'm telling you, Tino, I still got this $50 gift card sitting in my hands for the first person to show me signing up using the bonus code. What are you waiting for here? That's $250 free of money right in your hand just for signing up and using the bonus code LAXCLASS. Then search up the podcast, the cross-classified, and a little search bar there. The parlay will show up. And uh, bet down your life insurance, whatever else you got kicking around the house. Smash open the piggy bank and lay it all down on this uh, this parlay this week. We're hot, and, and we're going for two in a row. It's huge. Makes a mystery. All right. Uh, lax class locks. There you go. And now it's time for the return. Enjoy this, people. Quick sticks. All right, Tino, I (laughs) had a little extra time last night and, uh, well, not a lot of extra time, but a little, and uh, decided (laughs) to to slap that little (laughs) number together. Uh, Took me a couple hours. I hope you appreciated it. Quick. Of course. Of course, I appreciated it. It's the last class. It's yeah. the classmates that need to appreciate it. Essentially, that is just a song that keeps saying sticks and me saying quick over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give away your secrets. Well, there you go. All right. Quick sticks, uh, where we kind of take a look around the country here and uh, any news or, or noteworthy stories going around in the world of box lacrosse. And I don't think there's a bigger story in the world of box lacrosse right now, Santino, than the... Official retirement announcement of Dan Dawson. And you could just tell by the the outpouring of of tweets on social media by players and coaches and fans alike to Dan, who's, 
you know, got a Twitter handle, but I don't think the dangerous one ever even opens up Twitter. Quite frankly, I, I took the direct route, you know, I sent him a text, but, uh, you know, just kind of reading all these and, and what people thought and felt about Dan, the memories of him, uh, man, oh man, I'll let you go first on this, but what a career for number six, dangerous Dan Dawson, who hangs it up with the Toronto Rock. Jamie kind of alluded to, to some news coming out and, and you had a feeling uh, that was the final one for, for Dan Dawson and uh, he'll move into a player development role with the Toronto Rock now. Um. It's uh, so first of all, massive congratulations to Dan Dawson. I've never met him before, but everybody that's ever talked to me about him has just said he's just an incredible person. Um, so huge congratulations to Dan Dawson. If anybody hasn't seen it yet, go to the Rocks Twitter account because today they put out this video, this like tribute video to Dan Dawson. And if you can watch that thing without getting some tears in your eyes, you're dead inside. Is the highlight of him beating up Bill O'Brien in there? I didn't see that in there. Oh, damn. There is, I know like at the time of recording, it's coming out in like 15 minutes. It's the, it's the season finale. I'm pretty sure of the rock city unplugged mm. uh, comes out tonight. So, so when everybody's listening to this, it should already be out. So that'll be on the rocks YouTube channel. Go check those out. Those are unbelievable every week. Batch, but, Bachelor in paradise. Canada might be on too. you know, just, uh... it's a really tough decision between those two things to watch. So I guess just choose wisely. <laughs> I'll just say with Dan Dawson. So um, he was in, I would say, probably peak form when I was too young to consistently be following professional lacrosse. Like it wasn't always everybody knows it wasn't the, the easiest thing. It wasn't the most accessible thing for like young fans to find and watch like Boston games or, or wherever kind of thing. But Dan Dawson was one of those names alongside, uh, I would say Brody Merrill was the other name where they were just names that I associated with the NLL. Whenever I would, whenever I would like, there would just happen to be a game on TSM when I was growing up, it was a game that Brody Merrill was involved in. And I was like, Oh yeah. Like I've, I know that name. Like I've seen him play before. And da- Dan Dawson was the other name that I associated with that where if I didn't know anybody else on the floor as a young kid, when I saw or heard Dan Dawson, I was like, Oh yeah, that guy, of course. Like I've seen him play. I've watched a ton of his stuff kind of thing. It cannot possibly be overstated how impactful this guy has been for the game of lacrosse in, I mean, you go, everybody's talking about right now, like all of his accolades, all the awards that he's won and stuff. I would still say somehow like the, the, quietest unreal player ever do you know what i mean by that just like one of those players where like yes you see he has all these awards and he's got his mvp and he's got three championships and stuff like that he's not a look at me guy no just goes about his 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 work you know like lunch pail guy is just going to be the most consistent player day in and day out and I think it's incredible that he's now in this role as like a player development guy because and we talked about this when we were when we were talking about the awards as they were rolling out and stuff like that about like teammate of the year and I think I said like as a young player coming into this organization imagine having Dan Dawson as as a guy to work out with or or to just be able to to try to get as much knowledge from when you're sitting beside him in the dressing room now not only is that going to be offered to the like young players that are getting called up or or, or whatever it may be as players development or as, as players develop through the rock organization, 
like draft picks and, and guys that are still in the junior ranks that are still trying to develop and stuff, they can get direct knowledge from one of the greatest to ever play the game. And that is a wealth of knowledge that I would go as far to say could not be beaten in today's day. It's invaluable. It's invaluable. And, and you're right, man. And it's funny, you know, he, he was on our, our program. I don't know what it was maybe two years ago with, with Evan and I, and you know, we kind of asked him like, what's, what's the dream scenario for you after you're done playing? And he kind of said like, I'd, I'd like to, kind of get into like individual coaching specifically with lacrosse players and develop them. And, and really essentially that's the role that he's, he's fallen into. And I know I say this about a lot of guests, you know, about being, you know, one of my favorite guys to talk to and what have you, I'm telling you right here, right now, Dan Dawson is, is at the top of that list. Like I just, he's so gracious with his time and he's so thoughtful and sincere with his answers and just the way you have a conversation with that guy and we'll get him on to, you know, because the next stop is, is the hall of fame for, for Dan Dawson. And we'll get calls to the hall going again when, when they introduce the next class. But, um, so you'll get a chance to talk to Dan, but I, man, I got so many memories of, of watching him play. And I think, you know, a couple that, that come to mind, the first one would probably be back in 2003 where I was over in Victoria watching the man cup and, I think Teddy Jenner might have been in that man cup, but my good, you know, two of my best friends and Derek Miloski and, and Kyle Cooling were playing for the Shamrocks in that one. So we went over to watch and they were playing Brampton and there was a, a very young, spry, skinny, little right hander, well, not little, but tall, this lanky guy. And I was like, who's this guy sort of thing watching Dan Dawson play? And he pulled off the swim move and I'd never seen a, a swim move before. And I was like, holy shit, that was cool. Like, never seen anyone do that before. And I had no idea, like, what he would be or who he was or what he would go on to become. But that was kind of my first memory of watching Dan play. And then, you know, you fast forward a little bit to, to 2009 and that epic Man Cup in New West with, with the Excelsiors and the Bellies that went to seven games and overtime wins for every game that Branton had and the dramatic crazy game seven finish and you know I was down in the the Brampton tunnel after the game you know to see Shooter and and a couple other guys and Dan came off the floor and I just locked eyes with him he just looked at me he goes have you ever seen anything like that in your life before and like you know he's coming right off of just winning a man cup in game seven he looks at me just goes have you ever seen that I was like nope like, that was absolutely insane. And then, you know, the, the championships in Rochester and one there in Saskatchewan as well. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, like, it's it's him and it's Sean Evans as far as the best right-handed lacrosse players to ever play the game. On top of all of that, it goes so far beyond for Dan Dawson because of his leadership skills and then the way he carries himself off the floor. And I think that might be the, the, the most impressive thing about Dan Dawson is the way he carries himself on, but more importantly, off the floor. Like, what, a, what an ambassador, what an example setter, and just an absolute great human being. And, and you can tell that he and Paul come from really good stock and were raised right and are just really good human beings that happen to be really, really good at playing lacrosse. 
incredibly well said. And I'll just say as my last point, I'll just say he absolutely has, he could have played another year with, and like contributed yeah. like that guy still has so much game in him, but a huge congratulations to Dan Dawson, just an unbelievable career. And I'm so excited to see what he can do off the floor now. Me too. Uh, Toronto and, and Jamie and the rocker are lucky to have him. A couple other news and notes from around box across here, Tino, you know, junior, it looks like, Joey Spelina is is <laughs> pretty good at box lacrosse. I'll just say that for the the Syracuse <laughs> star and the Northmen, like the Northmen of Orangeville and the Adnax of Coquitlam, look like they're on another collision course here. And the Miners and, and Raiders may have something to say about it, but I don't know if anyone in the in the West is stopping the purple and gold, and I don't know if anyone in the East is is stopping the black and silver meeting in Edmonton in late August. I uh I wish we could just fast forward to to the Minto right now. Uh, I like and that's not to say that the, these two teams are locks to be playing in the finals. I just I can't wait to see the teams that are there and just going off of last year's Minto how much of a success that tournament was, the broadcasting that was available there, the the crazy finals that we got where there was that penalty shot right at the end of the game where uh where Edmonton hits the post. Forgot about that. I am yeah, big one. I am I'm I want to be at the Minto right now. I want to be experiencing the Minto Cup right now. Yeah. Um so we'll look forward to that coming up a little later this summer. Saw uh Tyler Codron out at the Berard's game on Sunday night, former Berard, now property of the the Langley Thunder and also a member of the Vancouver Warriors of course. Uh, Marcus Clarich, by the way, Vancouver Warrior leading BC Junior Lacrosse scoring, which is a, a great sign for for the young lefty. Still in junior and already got some NLL experience. Now leading the league, and and he'll take that into next year's training camp. But I looked at Cods and I was like, "What's going on, Tyler? Uh, thunder up or what? What's happening here?" Sort of thing because Langley made a deal for Tyler Codron, but they don't. The, the deal isn't actually a deal unless Tyler suits up for Langley and. He wouldn't give me a straight answer, which, uh, you know, I kind of expected. But he's like, oh, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, I've talked to Kurt <laughs> and I've talked to Buck and we'll see. So I think there's some negotiating probably going on. But don't be surprised if you do see Tyler Codron wearing a Thunder jersey before the season is over. Um, you asked me a good question earlier off air as uh, I wanted to mention the Haudenosaunee Film Festival, the Nationals, um, that premiered at the film festival in Tribeca. Um, I don't know when it's going to be like released to the, the entire public, but the nationals, you can bet your bottom dollar. I'm going to be watching this thing when it comes out, but I know uh, Chuck was, was in Tribeca watching this thing and it looks super cool. And you asked me, how come the Iroquois nationals have changed their name to the Haudenosaunee nationals? And I thought, well, that's a pretty good Oh, I didn't say it though, Tino. I didn't say it. I was about to say it. But give me the ding. I'll you give you the ding. It's a good question. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to kind of answer that. And I may be a little off on this, so please forgive me if I am. But essentially, the, the Iroquois is made up of a number of nations in certain regions. And it didn't really encompass or include all of. 
the peoples, indigenous peoples that have either played for the Nationals or will play for the Nationals, whether they're Ojibwe or Métis or Blackfoot or, you know, Coast Salish or whatever. Like the Iroquois, I think, is is a predominantly Six Nations region term to kind of group those that those people together. Whereas the Haudenosaunee is, is kind of a more all-inclusive name for all the indigenous peoples. And I, and I believe, again, hopefully I'm not wrong on this, that's why the, the name change. Not only probably on top of that, but there's probably another reason for that as far as their passports go and them being able to travel internationally and that sort of thing, I think. The entire government sort of thing. I don't want to get too far off track here, but there's probably you know a, a layered answer for that. But ultimately, I think that's why they got away from Iroquois and went to the Haudenosaunee. Yeah, and I'm glad that you that uh, you took the time to answer that. The reason that I asked was I had a friend ask me that the other day. He was like looking through their Instagram and and asked like when did they change their name? Why did they change their name? Um, and I didn't really know what answer to give him, and I didn't want to. Like, I don't know if one of the names is now disrespectful. I don't want to like step on anybody's toes. So I figured you were the uh, best person for me to be able to ask. So well, I'm glad that, cause I'm sure there's probably other people that were at, that were wondering the same thing. Yeah. Now we have a little bit of education. And I, and I will say this too, like in future, if, if that sort of thing comes up where somebody asks you a question about first nations peoples or, or whatever that you don't know the answer to, Seek somebody out or, you know, hop online and, and start doing some investigating and learn, learn yourself. So you are able to answer those questions in the future. That's kind of what I do. Like if I don't know something, I'll look it up or I'll ask somebody and say, how come this is the way it is? Or what does this mean when somebody does this or, or whatever? So, you know, that's, you know, that kind of goes for everybody. Like educate yourself. I always say that the more you can learn, even if it's one little thing, it's, it's worth it to do. All right, uh, I think that's enough for today, Tino, and in Lax Class 239. I hope everybody enjoyed the program. I want to thank Laszlo Henning of the Burnaby Lakers for coming on. I want to thank our fabulous sponsors, Coolbet, Mitch Jones, Powered by Stonehouse, Associated Labels and Packaging, Stampede Tack and Western Wear, Rycor Construction. For their continued support here on the podcast, please support these people they deserve it. I uh, appreciate all the classmates who continue to, new and old, that continue to tune into the podcast each and every week. We'll be back next week, every week. 240 is up next. But for now, this one is over for Sentino Fair. I've been Jake Kelly, and for the fastest game on two feet, for the crater, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay classified. <laughs>